Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am one of your panelists for the evening. I'm Ron Luce. I am joined tonight by Justin Kelly. We are not talking about a very fun game, unfortunately, tonight, as the Detroit Tigers beat the Chicago Cubs by a final score of 7-1 to uh, on a night in which we just saw another AL Central, NL Central opposition game happen where uh, the White Sox, uh, Lucas Giolito, just threw a no-hitter against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, um, very two very opposite episodes tonight, if you're listening. And the reason I say that is because we are the official podcast for the Cubs of ONTAP Sportsnet. Uh, but you can also listen, um, you know, Cubs fans, I know you got White Sox, you know, friends, uh, send them our way to ONTAP Sportsnet because our boys over at Sox on Tap have a thriller to talk about tonight. And we'll uh, we'll remind you again later in the episode. But nonetheless, once again, I am Ron Luce, joined by Justin Kelly. Justin, how are you feeling after the 7-1 loss to the Detroit just terrible Tigers? Uh, I mean, offensively, it was, wow, just four hits against Spencer Turnbull. Who's, I mean, they have a few guys that they expect to be really good down the road with him being a part of it, but he's a ways away from being a huge part of this Detroit team that in the future, I know that rotation looks pretty good and what they have down in the minors, but I don't know, you know, Chatwood did not look great. He, I mean, that's the problem with the whole no minor league situation. I know they have the whole taxi thing, but once again, that's just what four or five guys max down there at the taxi. And, like, he's not going to pitch against anyone, so what's that going to do? So you have to bring him up and get him some type of work to knock off that re- uh, rust. Um, but, like I said, he just looked all whack. You know, that will hopefully – maybe they put him in the bullpen for a couple outings and see if he can shake off that rust. I probably would rather see that than have him directly start, kind of like how Quintana did. He looked great. Quintana looked good, especially coming off an injury to a pitching hand. Wow. Huh. I mean – his breaking ball, some of them bounced a little bit, but that's something you can work out as the season goes on. Um, offensively, man, I'm just really disappointed in this team. Um, I mean, top from bottom, the only one that really had good bats, he had, he had two home runs last two home runs last night was Baez, and he had a couple good bats, and he hit he had a couple hard hit balls that would just hit right at somebody. So if he gets it going, and you know Rizzo's, I think he's switching some things up with just appearance-wise because he's starting to wear the gold chains now, and it gives him a little more confidence as well. So if those two guys can really get going, this team, I'm going to relax a little bit. But right now, I'm kind of pushing that panic button a little bit. I'm not really hammering it, but I'm pushing it. Yeah, I think you know there's there's some parts of tonight that I definitely agree with you know the panic button on. Right, I think Tyler Chatwood being in the rotation is one of those because. You know, first two starts of the season, he was really, really good. The last two starts, he's been admittedly very, very bad. Um, and obviously getting losses in both of those starts. Sure, he just returned from the, the IL. But like you said, you know, Jose Quintana tonight, on the other hand, also returned from the IL with an injury to his pitching hand. And he looked fantastic. So, you know, it was really a tale of two games. And, you know, I got I got the numbers to back that here. So, you know, Tyler Chatwood only makes it through one and a third, has three hits, two runs, both earned. Five walks, two strikeouts. Not great, Bob. His his ERA is now up to 6.06 on the season. Uh, Underwood comes in, gets a quick two outs um, in that third inning, or excuse me, that second inning. Gets out of the jam, doesn't allow any hits, any walks, any runs. He strikes out two. So good for Underwood. Um, I think that was a well-needed appearance for him as he's been also rough of late. Um, but then Jose Quintana comes in. Unfortunately, he did give up three earned runs, but a solid three innings, four hits, only one walk and three strikeouts. Not too terrible for Quintana. 
Um, especially after, like you said, being back, you know, following an injury to your pitching hand. Um, but then the bullpen didn't really look that much better either. Sadler gave up two earned runs um, in an inning of work. Ryan looked good in an inning of work. Uh, clean slate for him with a strikeout. And then Winkler came in and gave up one hit but got out of it with uh, minimal damage there. So, you know, the, there was some positives to tonight. But overall, I think this is just a good game for, you know, in a normal season, this is a game that you just forgive and forget, right? Because you have an opportunity tomorrow to go for the series. Um, you still have an opportunity to win two versus two out of three, excuse me, against Detroit. So it's not the entire end of the world, I think, um, truthfully. I agree with you, though. There are aspects that make me push the panic button. And I think some of those are, you know, um, you know, Victor Caratini going 0 for 3. Not total panic, but that, that concerns me. You know, he was hot. Now he's down to 270 as his average. Uh, Kipnis has also kind of fell back to earth. He's o- he was 0 for 3 again tonight. Bodie was 0 for 3 with a walk. Um, you know, there wasn't really much to talk about. The Cubs only combined for four hits tonight, and Contreras' home run was one of those. So, you know, but we had a, a triple from Hayward. Uh, that was good to see. Uh, he continues to hit well in that six hole. He's now up to 264 on the season. Um, you know, and Anthony Rizzo does get a hit tonight. That was nice to see, but he did did leave two guys on, and he struck out once. Javi Baez, though, at least outs, he didn't strike out. Um, but he was one for four only, unfortunately. Um, but he did have a hit tonight, which was nice to see. He's up to 220 now in the season, average-wise. So, you know, I, I don't think the reason... The reason I don't think I'm entirely hitting the panic button right now is because, you know, obviously minus Chris Bryant because he's hurt. Like, your top four hitters in the lineup right now, which are Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, Contreras, are all hitting somewhere between 222 and 215 or excuse me, 214, and yet they're still finding ways to win majority of their games being 18 and 11. So, I don't know, tonight was a weird game. It was just like, it's one of those games where I'm like, you know what, it happens, it's baseball, like these do happen, and you just got to keep persisting and move on because don't let this one sit in the mirror too long because you got an opportunity tomorrow night, um, you know, to, to take two out of three and, and move into an off day on Thursday with another series win this season. So, um I agree with you there, but Justin, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Jose Quintana tonight because, like you said, he came back. Obviously, you know, injury to the pitching hand before the season. We we kind of, you know, I say we collectively as a Cubs fan base. I hate to say that we kind of mocked and ridiculed him, but we kind of did, you know, because he cut his hand, you know, washing dishes, and everybody's like, "You don't have a dishwasher, Jose? What the hell?" But I mean, you know, crazy shit happens. Unfortunately, that's just the world we live in, and I think twenty twenty is a testament to that as a whole. But you know, it was really nice getting him back. And I think there's a lot of intrigue of him being a bullpen pitcher right now because of, you know, obviously the rotation overall has been pretty good this year. Chatwood probably has been the most shaky of, you know, the the five. Maybe Lester not too far behind him. But, you know, Mills has been very good. Hendricks has still been very good. You're still getting classic Hendricks. He's no different than what he normally looks like. Some days he's off, some days he's on. Um, and you Darvish looks like a Cy Young candidate pitcher this year. So... You know, really, it seems like the only question mark in that rotation right now is Chatwood. So it's kind of nice getting to see a little bit of both of those guys tonight that returned from the IL and Quintana and Chatwood. So, Justin, tell me, you know, I, I'm going to pose this question. A- admittedly, Cubs fans, we'll run through the, the scoring summary here in a second. Again, if you didn't watch, it wasn't worth watching. I mean, it took until the ninth inning for the Cubs to score any runs at all. So don't feel bad, truth be told. Um, and like I said, we'll get to that here in a minute. But Justin, I want to hear your thoughts. Who do you think should have the spot in the rotation? Should it be Chatwood still? Do they give him another shot to rebound? 
especially now they just came off the IL, or do you think they got to hand it over to Jose and just let Chatty come out of the bullpen? I mean, I basically think they should. Honestly, I know they wanted Chatwood to really start tonight's game because it was kind of a spot start for him because he just come fresh off the IL. So I don't know. I mean, if Quintana pitch, keep, continues to pitch this well out of the bullpen, yes. I know, like what I talked about earlier, there's no, you can't, it's not like you can send uh, Chatwood down to South Bend and let him have two, three games to try to get back. He's being thrown right back in the fire. I mean, against really good, I mean, this is not as as bad as a Detroit Tiger th- team as you think it is. They have a lot of power and they have a lot of quality bats still. Cabrera is struggling, but you eventually think he'll have that. T- Candelaria's batting 277. Um, even Scope, man, he had a grand slam. He's batting 286. I know those, a lot of those guys might be moving during the trade deadline, but it's not like he's facing the Pittsburgh Pirates right now who are the best hitter they're fans. They had, yes, faces 265 right now. Um, I would say if he has another bad start, I would say move him to the bullpen and put Quintana in there because a lot of people don't understand this. Q, throughout his Cubs career, he's been solid, and you you can expect something out of him. You can at least get four to five innings out of him and maybe give up two to three runs. I mean, with Chatwood, look at his history. Like, eight, when we first got him in 18, he was really bad. 19 was a little bounce back here, and his first two starts this year looked pretty good, and then he got hurt. I mean, I don't want to tell you. I think right now, just let it ride a little bit. If next time out, he's just as bad, take him to the bullpen. That's yeah. the only thing I can say. Yeah, I think, that's a good, I think that's a good plan, right? I mean, you know, and, and we talk about 2019 Chatwood. I'm glad you mentioned that because... You know, 2019 Chatwood coming out of the bullpen was a very solid option. Like, he had a nice season coming out of the bullpen. And maybe maybe Tyler Chatwood is okay with, you know, now that Jose Quintana's healthy and Alec Mills has admittedly surprised everybody this season so far. You know, maybe he's okay being like, hey, I'll come out and give you two, three innings when you need it. Like, you know, and, and they, they give that rotation spot back to Jose because, like you said, Jose Quintana – is not going to blow you away with what he's done in his Cubs career, but he has been very solid. And I remember when they got him in 2017, he was damn good. I mean, that that second half of 2017 might have been one of his best runs as a pitcher in his career. I mean, he was unbelievable getting the Cubs into that playoff run and ultimately an NLCS appearance that season, um, only to fall to the Dodgers, who then, you know, lost to the cheating asterisk, but that's neither here nor there. You know, the fact that, you know, he, he's consistent, like you said. He's going to give you pretty much five almost every time out, at, you know, at least. Some days he'll give you six. Some days he'll go eight. You know, it just depends how he's feeling that day. But he's just consistent. You know what you're getting out of Jose Quintana. He's not going to come in every game and strike out ten like Darvish does, but he's also not going to come in every day and be a total wild card either. You, get, you know what you're getting with, with Quintana, and he's a safe pick to be in a rotation. So I think that's why, especially in a season where – Every game matters. Sometimes consistency is just a good thing because at least you know what you're getting. You know, this Cubs team can come into the day when Jose Quintana is throwing on the mound and say, okay, we know what we're getting out of Jose today. We're getting five, six innings for sure. Maybe a little more. It's going to be probably two-run ball. You know, he's probably only going to walk two, three guys. He may give up four or five hits. You know, but he's probably going to strike out four or five as well. You know, we know what we're getting. With Chatwood right now, are you getting first two starts, Chatwood? Or are you getting last two starts, Chatwood? And that's agreed. I, I think that's a big concern right now. Um, so I don't like. I don't hate your idea, though. You know, give Chatwood one more chance, and if he screws it up, give the give his spot to Quintana and let Chatty come back out of the bullpen again, like he did in 2019. So I don't think that's a terrible um, method to approach. But 
Um, like we said, not a lot offensively to talk about. Obviously, the Contreras home run was nice. Um, so let's just do a quick scoring summary. Uh, unfortunately, I do have to do this, ladies and gentlemen. We try to keep it as a part of the show. Um, and then, quite frankly, I'm going to turn it over to Justin after this for final remarks, and we're just going to move forward. Uh, we're going to talk about good things to come. Maybe we'll talk a little more in depth about the schedule upcoming because, like I said, this game is not fun to talk about. There's not a lot for us to really dissect here. The Cubs just played poorly tonight. They, they look piss poor, and that's neither here nor there. Um, I actually do have one guy I do want to talk about before we move forward. So there's one more piece of information we'll talk about before we, we preview tomorrow's game. But nonetheless, here we go. Bottom of the first, um, Detroit didn't wait long to get the, the scoring going. Um with a man on, Vic, um, Miguel Cabrera singled uh, to drive in Victor Reyes to give the Detroit Tigers an early one nothing lead. Um, and then not too far after, J- Jacoby Jones on a sack fly um, was able to score. Miggy Cabrera from third and uh, former Cub um, Calendario advanced to third base. I can never say his first name. Is it Hymer or Yimer? Or... Well, Len always calls him Jimer, but Jimer? I don't know. Or Jimer or something like that. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, and I just feel bad. At least I know how to pronounce his last name, so we're just going to keep it to Candelario um, at this point because I'll butcher his first name every single time. I know I did that on last night's episode too, so my apologies if, if uh, you know, former homeboy here is listening to the podcast for some reason. I apologize for butchering your name, my guy. But um, we'll keep it moving forward. Um, the Detroit Tigers take a 2 nothing lead out of the first then. Um and we didn't have any scoring until the bottom of the sixth. Um, Cameron Maben, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. He doubled his second of the season. That scored Jacoby Jones. Um, Maben was able to advance to third on a throwing error. Um, so scored a double, but he does not ultimately end up at third. And that really didn't matter because with Austin Romine, Cameron Maben, and Isaac Paredes, who's also a former Cubs prospect, he was the other piece that went with Candelario in the trade uh, a few years ago, for those that might recall, in 2017 for Alex Avila and Justin Wilson. Um, with those guys on, uh, Jonathan Shoup hits a grand slam. It's a seventh home run of the season, uh, and that gives Detroit a early, uh, a mid mid to late seven nothing lead. And I think every Cubs fan just kind of chalked tonight up as a loss at that point. But um, nonetheless, there was more scoring, believe it or not for the Cubbies. Uh, Wilson Contreras, like we said, hit his third home run of the season to left center. It was a nice hit. Um, unfortunately, it was with two outs in the top of the ninth, and the Cubs do fall, ultimately. 7-1 um, to one to the miserable Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are now 12-16 and 16 on the season. The Cubs are now 18-11. and 11. All right, Justin, like I said, there's one more guy I do quickly want to talk about because I saw a tweet from fellow panelist of ours, Brian Mishler, and this is what sparked my idea. Dwayne Underwood. Comes in tonight in a bases-loaded situation with one out and just with filthy pitching, strikes out two guys to get out of their dirty inning. He has been such an inconsistent enigma this season, and I want to get your thoughts on him because some nights he comes in and he looks unhittable. He looks like a true top 10 prospect in most systems. Like He looks like a dude that I could see in this bullpen for 5 to 10 years. But then there's other nights where he comes out and he gives up an easy home run, and then I look and I go, why the hell does he even have a roster spot? So I just want to quickly, you know, before we move forward and put this garbage fire of a game behind us, I want to get your thoughts on on Underwood as a whole and then obviously what he did tonight. I mean, this guy was, I mean, he was supposed to be one of our top prospects like four or five years ago, and they just seemed like they just kept 
dragging him along, dragging him along, and now he's finally here. And he's yet to perform on a consistent basis, like you said. I mean, I, I joked with a friend that was in, just was watching the game with me. I said, maybe we should bring him in just on, you know, bases loaded and that situation to see what happened, you know. And he performed better. I mean, like, it seems like, I mean, watching the game, I know it was 2 nothing with bases loaded. I mean, honestly, I thought the way the team, the bats I saw in the first two innings by the Cubs, I was thinking, man, this game's really going to be a struggle. And in my mind, I think, man, he really didn't have that much pressure on him, really. I know the base was loaded, but... He looked like he had. He went out there and was carefree. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's that mentality he needs to have every time he gets out there. It looks like he was locked in. Hey, I'm gonna throw it. You try to hit it, and he struck out two guys. He got out of the inning. I mean, if he has that more of that mentality and stuff like that, and maybe that'll help out with his consistency. But like I said, you know, there's a guy that was a top prospect and probably well now he's not so much when he's with the team, but. I mean, I don't know. I'm just so confused about him. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's one of those guys who are like, wow, all right. We have him, but we really want him type of deal. Yeah. No, I feel that. I Yeah, he's just, like you said, he, he was a top prospect a handful of years ago. I remember there was the hype about him being the ne- that next starter. And quite frankly, I was actually happy that he came up as a bullpen arm because it was like, wow, he re-engineered himself and found a way to the big leagues. Like, that excited me, right? I mean... I feel like Cubs fans were so used to pitching prospects, you know, for the last how many years just never panning out with this team. So the fact that he even panned out as a bullpen arm made me excited. But, um, you know, I agree with you. I just I want to see more consistency out of him, you know, and just whatever that's going to be. If he's, you know, if he's a come in and, you know, get you three outs and strike out one type guy, I'm cool with that. You know, if he's efficient, I don't give a damn. You know, I don't care what he's doing. I just want a guy to be efficient and, and consistent. And unfortunately, he just hasn't been consistent um, in his time up so far with the Cubs. So a little consistency out of him would be nice. But ultimately, you know, we're going to put tonight behind us. And I think there's a, there's there's solids that you can take from a lot of guys in this game. Um, and hopefully they can apply them to a W tomorrow. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the Tigers do beat the Cubs 7-1. to Spencer Turnbull. Um, who admittedly I did not know who he was prior to this season. Uh, I actually had him on my fantasy team for a little bit. He improves a 3-2 and two and gets the win tonight, and there was no save opportunity, and you can imagine Chatwood got the loss, and he is now 2-2 two and two on the season. So we'll keep it moving forward, ladies and gentlemen, because that is the type of show we are. We put the bad behind us, and we relish the good. Um, that being said, I do want to remind every single one of you listening that, like I said earlier, Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. We are the number one home for all of your literature and podcasting needs, wants, and desires about your favorite Chicago sports teams. Obviously, that includes Cubs coverage. You're listening to some of that right now. Uh, we also have great Bears, Bulls, and uh, Blackhawks coverage. All those teams at very important times in their seasons. Bulls and Blackhawks are entering the offseason phase. We're going to have tons of news uh, between the drafts and ultimately free agency uh, with both of those groups and potentially trades. Um, that's just the off-season for you. NHL off-season already started to pop off today. Since teams that are already eliminated are allowed to trade, um, the Pittsburgh Penguins and Toronto Maple Leafs made a trade today. So be sure to catch all that over at with our guys you know, covering Blackhawks, which does include myself. Um, and then, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I know, Cubs fans, we all have friends that are White Sox fans. Bring them our way as well. We have some of the best White Sox coverage in the area. Uh, you know, Tell your White Sox friends to go listen to Sox on Tap after tonight. Obviously, Lucas Giolito threw a no-hitter. 
and uh, Johnny Nani and Buzz will be covering that one, and I know they're going to be absolutely fired up on the mics. So that one's going to be a fun episode to listen to. So be able to be sure to direct your friends over to them as well. Uh, you can find us on the interwebs, www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us at ontapsportsnet on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Um, once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on all social media platforms. The Ontap Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Uh, and we'd also love if you'd rate and review us um, on wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Um, we appreciate honesty. You know, if we need to get better at something, we'd love to hear your feedback. And if we're doing things well, we'd also love to hear that too. So thanks again. We appreciate you, the listeners. And once again, Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the Ontap Sports Network. All right, let's move forward, Justin. We're putting this ugly game behind us in the rearview mirror. The 11 and, or excuse me, the 12 and 16 Detroit Tigers will play host to the now 18 and 11 Chicago Cubs at Comerica Park in Detroit, Michigan on Wednesday, August 26, 2020 at 610 Central Daylight Time. So 710 for those on the East Coast like our buddy Juice, even though he is local uh, for the next week. Um, he's actually working the PGA outing at Olympia Fields here in Illinois, so pretty cool for him. And a little shout-out to Golf on Tap, our, our new golf section that we've started here at Tap Sports Network. Go ahead and find them on Twitter and give them a follow as well. Um, Juice will be posting content from that PGA Tour all week long. Like I said, though, we're a Cubs show. We're going we're gonna to focus on some Cubbies. Uh, like I said, 610 locally for Chicago um, viewers. And uh, you can count it back from there, 510-410 for those out west. Um, if you want to listen to the game, God forbid you can't watch the game, uh, you can listen to the Cubs feed on 670 The Score. Or if you're in the Tigers market, you can listen to the game on 97.1 The Ticket, which is Tigers Radio Network. Uh, but if you are able to watch the game, you can catch the Cubs feed on Marquee Sports Network. Um, and if you're in the Detroit market, you can catch the Tigers game on Fox Sports Detroit. For the visiting Cubs, the Cubs are trotting out big left-hander John Lester. Lester is 2-1 on the season with a 5.06 ERA, most of that coming in his last start with 17 Ks. On the other side, um, this guy was arguably the Detroit Tigers' ace a few years ago, and he's kind of fallen off because of some health issues. But Michael Fulmer takes the ball for the Tigers tomorrow. The right-hander is uh, you know, recordless, essentially, this season. He's 0-0. Zero zero. He does have a 9.53 ERA and 10 Ks. Uh, they said in his last start he allowed five runs in three innings against Cleveland. So uh, he's been battling some some command issues, and that could pose well for the Cubs. Um, and, you know, and this is feels like the perfect lineup for John to come and get a good bounce-back game after a brutal outing last time. So, Justin, uh, would love to hear a quick preview, what you got, what your thoughts are for tomorrow's game uh, against Detroit, and then get a fly-the-W pick before we get out of here for the night. Uh, I mean, to what you said, go off what you said earlier about the – Indians, you got to do what the Indians did. You got to be aggressive with Fulmer. You know, um, if you get to him really early, I mean, like he was really frustrated against Cleveland. So if you get to him early and hurt him bad, I mean, there's a small sample size outside Jason Kipnis, who's batting 333 off of him. Um, hey, I mean, actually, if Kip's in the lineup tomorrow, I might have to go off Kipnis because he's batting well over 300 against him. But like I said, you just got to get to them early like Cleveland did. And Cleveland doesn't – I mean, their, their offense was struggling for a little bit there. If they can get to them, I don't see why our offense can't get to them. You know, um, once again, you just have to – you really have to – and then when it comes to Lester, 
I mean, I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, he really has to to kind of prove that he can hold down that that rotation. You know, you look at that rotation, you look at Lester, and like, man, he's the kind of, like, I know Darvish is kind of transitioning to that role, the leader of that whole rotation. Like, the, you look at that rotation, you're like, oh, Lester, and then everyone else. Um, but I think he's got to go out and have a pitch at least six out innings to kind of get him back in the groove that he was at the beginning of the season. I know... And I, once again, it's, I know it's against Detroit, but Detroit looked great tonight. I think they've, the last couple series, they've looked great. Yeah. Yeah, this is a Detroit team that a lot of people forget at one point in time was like 9-6. and six. I mean, they started the year pretty well, um, but then they ran into the White Sox who swept them in four games, and, you know, they just haven't been able to rebound since, and that's, you know, kind of where they've gotten to now with their 12-16 and 16 record, but... Um, I agree with you, man. I think John needs a huge outing tomorrow. Um, you know, there's there's pieces of this Detroit lineup that aren't terrible. I think Cameron Maven's still a decent player. Um, you know, I think Candelario's okay. Uh, I think he's a, a major league serviceable player. I think uh, I think Jonathan Shoup is a very underappreciated player in the major leagues. He's always been a very good second baseman offensively uh, for a number of years now. Um, and obviously he hit the grand slam tonight. And then... You know, they, they got other guys that, that can come in and contribute. Mickey Cabrera, even this late in his career, is still a halfway decent player. Um, obviously, he's not getting everyday appearances just because he's old. But, um, you know, still a good butt. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll get you hits when you need him. He had an RBI tonight. So, um, I, I think, yeah, I agree. You know, this this is, a, this is a perfect game setting up for John to not only get some confidence back, but just to have a good rebound game. And, you know, hopefully the Cubs can tattoo Fulmer. Did you give a fly to W pick or did I miss that? I mean, I I was gonna, I, I kind of did a little bit. I said Kipnis because okay, um, he's had 15 at bats. Going, he's batting 333. So I imagine I really I'm just looking at the MLB, just kind of like batters versus Fulmer, and he's had the most appearance and clearly the most success. It's not like he's hitting home runs off him, but I imagine it's mostly singles. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go with Kipnis. You know, he's had some really good success off of him, so I'm gonna just ride the hat bat if it continues. Yeah, no, I think that's a great call, and I agree with you, man. I, I don't have more to add to the, the preview. I think you hit it on the head perfectly, and obviously I reiterated that a little bit. Um, you know, I, I look at this lineup right now, and I'm going to roll with him for the third day in a row. I'm going to go Javi Baez for my fly the W pick, even though, again, we said he went one for four tonight, but he didn't strike out. You know, everything was contact. He, he's hitting the ball. I think he's seen the ball better, obviously coming off that huge two-home run game um, in the first series or first game against Detroit that Justin Wasik and I recapped yesterday. Um, you know, and I just I think he's going to continue to hit. So I'm hoping that Javi uh, gets back on the scoreboard. Again, especially against a struggling pitcher like Fulmer, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for him to not necessarily do exactly what he did on Monday night, but at least something similar and maybe, you know, at least a couple of hits would be nice, maybe a run or two driven in. Um, and just get a little bit back to that old El Mago version of Javi Baez that we're so used to here in Chicago over the last few years. So, um, yeah, man, I think that's I think that's a great pick with Kipnis too. You know, Kipnis has been very good all year, and like you said, 15 at bats. He's the only guy to see Fulmer more than three times on this roster. And you know, being 333 and 15 at bats with two ribbies is not a bad stat line. So, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Kipnis is not only in the lineup tomorrow, but does do some damage from that uh, bottom portion of the order. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for joining this episode of Cubs on Tap. As we mentioned, the Cubs did lose to the Detroit Tigers 7-1, and we're going to put that behind us. And we're looking forward to Wednesday's game. I have um, Javi Baez in my fly the W pick. I cannot speak tonight. This is brutal. Um, 
And and Justin here has Jason Kipnis as his fly the W pick. We're hoping from a for a bounce back game from John Lester. We're hoping for a bounce back game for this entire Cubs lineup. And hopefully we're talking about a Cubs winner. I believe Justin and I are slated to be on tomorrow night. Uh, that might change, um, so don't set that in stone. Um, but nonetheless, one of us, two of us, some of us, uh, somebody from Cubs on Tap here will be recapping tomorrow's game uh, against the Detroit Tigers. And like I said, hopefully we're talking about a winner. Thank you so much again for listening. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, Justin... I mean, we can only get out of here. We only the the one way we know how to, my guy. Let's go, Cubbies. Let's go, Cubbies. Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at MidwestVintageCards.com to get your quote today.